It's got to go through some extra tubes, extra wires. Because <laughs> the internet is a series of tubes. Yeah. <laughs> As we all know. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Press X, the podcast. It is Wednesday, February the 7th, and I'm Paul Sullivan. Alongside me, I have a man who I, I don't really know what his opinion is on the Super Bowl, but it's Trevor Houston. Hey, everybody. And somebody I don't really even know if he likes football. It's Sean Petraschuk. I don't really, but I did watch the game. <sighs> Rawr! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only watched for um, for uh, Finelli. I, I only paid attention for, for our man, <laughs> our man, our boy, he Jason was, Finelli. And he it was, was all worth it because he bawled like a baby. Like a baby. Like, like Did you like see him? Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, that yeah, was... was has anybody fantastic. heard from him since last night? Um, he's lost on Broad Street somewhere. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I believe the hunt is on. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, in his defense, he is a diehard of diehard Eagles fans. Like that is his team. In fact, all the Philadelphia area teams are his his passion. So he had been waiting a long time for that that uh, that Super Bowl, and we can't make fun of the lack of Super Bowl rings that the Eagles. Um, we can't make fun of them anymore because now that they've won. So, yeah, no, congrats to about, the Eagles. Congrats to Finelli. It's so. not about making fun of the Eagles. It's about making fun of Finelli. I mean, let's let's, <laughs> yeah. let's get this shit straight. He was he was. I'm pretty sure he stated at some point that he's the happiest he's ever been. So that means that this this win trumps the birth of his child and his wedding. So I mean, <laughs> at this point, you I'm know, thinking, I don't think he'd I'm, be sad about that. You no, what, judging I'm, judging by his reaction, I completely believe that. And I'm see that's the thing. So I mean, I don't know if he's necessarily lost on Broad Street or if Stephanie won't let him in the door. <laughs> same diff, same <laughs> end result. The same, Eagles same, won the Super Bowl. <laughs> they did, they did, and it was a really good game. Actually, it, it was a pretty good back and forth game. But uh, I mean, we're not here to talk about football, are we? I mean, I was bi- I was probably just going to talk about Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> Like how oh. they use Martin Luther King to sell trucks? Yeah, that was a little offensive. I uh, couldn't believe it. I love the Eli Manning, uh, Odell Beckham, uh, oh you know, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing? That oh was my so good. <laughs> that was terrific. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing, I knew it was Dirty Dancing, but like, I still just wasn't putting it together in my head in a way that I'm like, I, it was more like, I can't believe they're doing this because I'm <laughs> watching that, that last one when they finally start dancing. Because, you know, they had the lead up and he's like, you know, like a thumb war and he's like explaining all these things. And then in the last spot, they go into the dance. And I'm just sitting there, and I look at my wife. I look at Karen. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she's like, it's dirty dancing. I'm like, I know what it fucking is, but I can't believe they're doing it. This is so great. <laughs> well, and I think the best part is he has that. He nails Patrick Swayze's, like, that horrible, like, mini dance before he, like, lifts Odell into the air. He's got that, like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like a bad little shuffle. He's got it nailed down perfectly. And then when he stares at him and he, like, points at him with his finger, I'm like, oh, my God. I just think I spit my beer. <laughs> it was too funny. Well, that's <laughs> Basically the same thing he does in the pocket when the O-line breaks down, right? Oh, oh. <laughs> I just, I'm surprised at how much you really know about Dirty Dancing, Trevor. Are you, are you a closet Dirty Dancer? No, no. Nobody puts Trevor in the corner. No. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in the corner. 
<laughs> Nobody put, puts Mac Daddy beefcakes in the corner. <laughs> you know, I was surprised how many times those Tide commercials got me that I, I did not realize they were Tide commercials until it was too late. <laughs> you know what really impresses me about that is like I don't know I haven't I didn't take the time to actually look at it but I mean how old is David Harbour? This guy's been acting for friggin' years. He's like <laughs> probably in his late forties, and he gets on on Stranger Things, and he's like the hottest thing going. He's the new Hellboy. He yeah. I mean who knows oh, how much know. he got? Paid I didn't for, know that. Yeah, yeah, he's the new Hellboy. I don't know how much he got paid for these Tide commercials. He had this thing going on with Greenpeace on Twitter that if he got I think it was 200,000 retweets, which is really nothing. That's nothing. But if you could get 200,000 retweets, that they would take him with them on a voyage to Antarctica so he could dance with the penguins. Do the hopper dance with penguins. (laughs) The hopper dance. This dude's life has just turned around because of Stranger Things, man. Like, I mean, good Good for him because I like him. But, yeah. yeah. (laughs) How much do you think he made for all those? Like, he was in, like, 10 spots at least. He's probably the most successful from the show. Like when you think about it, I know that what what's her name? Bob, not Millie Bobby Bobby Brown. Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, she seems to be the biggest got, star um, of. Yeah, I think she's got like an Adidas deal or something. Like she's been in some clothing stuff and everything else. But then the other one, uh, the kid, uh, uh, Finn Wolfhart, who who's he's actually from Vancouver here. He's oh, I didn't know a, that either. Yeah, <laughs> he's been in a few other. Well, he was in it. Um, right. Yep. Uh, um, so he's had a few other gigs as well. I, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a pretty talented cast of, of kids. Um, watching some of the behind the scenes stuff where you can see their, um, uh, you know what I'm talking about when they, uh, when they, uh, audition, audition for the role or whatever. Yeah. Audition. When they audition for the roles and stuff, like they're talented kids. I mean, I think they all pretty much have a, have a career. Mm-hmm. You know, we could, you just got to hope that Hollywood doesn't ruin them. I mean, in 10 years, we're going to be, you know, seeing highlights on TMZ of Millie Bobby Brown, <laughs> like strung out on Coke, shaving her hair, or, you know, who knows? Hollywood well, ruins people. I've seen the kid that plays Finn uh, at the ramen place by my house several times, and he seems to talk about Pokemon a lot. So did you, did you did you ask for an autograph? No, I didn't. He was busy talking about his bulbasaurs and his squirtles, so I didn't want to disturb <laughs> him in that. So you guys are on even ground. You could totally talk shop. We yeah, definitely. I mean, I could uh, probably wow him with a, you know, hey hey kid, I've been to E3. Did you know that? You don't want to be you just don't just don't start the conversation off with Hey Finn, want to see my Bulbasaur? Just, just don't do that. <laughs> Not <laughs> have a, a good little lead in first. <laughs> <laughs> That's off the rails, Sean. Uh, okay, uh, let's bring it back from the weeds. You guys want to talk about some games? Yes, and we have yeah, a ton talk to talk about. about. I, I'm looking at the agenda. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I mean. Well, let's start from the top. I mean, the biggest news from this past week has probably been Microsoft's studio acquisition rumors. <laughs> well, rumors, but kind of a joke. Let's completely be unsubstantiated rumors, but rumors nonetheless. It's well, it, it just. Unless, it bl- I was. Go, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. no it, it kind of just blows my mind how quickly everybody was to to really run with it. I mean, everybody, yeah. every article prefaced it with you know. Uh, oh, you know, it we've got to take this with a grain of salt, da 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 da. But 
is Microsoft looking to acquire studios? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's got to be part of their plan. We've talked about this many times before. Obviously, they need to start focusing on first-party exclusive type stuff. Are they going to go after EA? Shut up. No. <laughs> just shut up. It just There's doesn't no make way. sense. It doesn't make sense. They can't. It really doesn't. They can't. They literally can't. I mean, what would they do with the sports franchises? Like, they're suddenly exclusive to the Xbox? No way. Can Can you imagine the riot if you can't play FIFA on PS4? Like, think about that. If you cannot get FIFA on PS4, can you imagine, like, <laughs> Europe would burn. The Brazilians would be pissed. <laughs> right. Or, or it's a Microsoft-published FIFA game on a PlayStation. Well, then that's no. just, it's just not going to happen. No, no. And I mean, I, I, I was laughing at how many articles I saw that day that were treating it like even less of a rumor, you know, to the point where like, it could totally happen, guys. And it's just, I had to refrain from commenting on every one of those articles going, get your head out of your ass. This is never going to fucking happen. <laughs> I, I, th- I think it's more realistic that either Disney or Amazon acquire EA than, than it ever would be if Microsoft acquires it. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, because they have the freedom to publish wherever they want. You right. know what I mean? I, I, it just it just doesn't make sense. And there's probably there's probably a ton of studios that Microsoft's already working with on games. I mean, for example, I mean not that it's a big studio, but say like Hazelight, who's doing a way out. You know, like a studio like that where they go, okay, you know what? We like what you did. We're gonna scoop you up, and we want you to make another game for us, exclusively for us, stuff like that, right? And even some of the big ones, I mean, one of the rumors that or like included in that rumor, which was, it wasn't even really a rumor. Wasn't it just like basically like a statement from an analyst basically saying they're on the hunt, but they threw in uh, PUBG. So was it blue? I can't remember the name. Was it blue ball? No, blue balls. <laughs> blue hole. <laughs> blue balls. Blue hole. That's what I, blue hole. <laughs> Blue Hole Studios. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> but Blue Hole or something, I mean... That makes sense to me, but I mean, apart from that, no, no, man. Yeah, and, and I mean, there could be some truth to the rumor in that Microsoft was considering purchasing EA. Like, there could absolutely be some truth to that. But they probably consider purchasing like hundreds, like of companies. These, I think, any big companies always looking at acquisition, and they probably looked at EA as one of the as one of the companies, and they moved on. No different than they probably looked at hundreds of other companies. But will it ever happen? Absolutely not. But you're uh, you're right. You're right, Sean. They're at, they are you could you, guaranteed they are looking at acquiring other companies, uh, but they probably have their sights set on smaller ones. I. I'd say if EA ever actually came into the equation in terms of even being talked about, that's, I mean, I can't remember who the top dog is at EA or whatever, but that's Phil and whoever in a room after a long night of drinking, they just got back from the strippers (laughs) and there's like, you know what, you know what, I'm going to buy your fucking company. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking buy it. I'm going to fucking run it into the ground. That's what I'm going to do. You know, like, that, like it's just, there's no seriousness behind that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I can't even think that they would have tossed that around casually thinking that they could take it seriously. It's whiskey talk. Right? <laughs> it's just whiskey talk. <laughs> well, it's Much like us in, in another half hour. Yeah. yeah. It's probably in the same breath as Phil Spencer saying, well, I'm going to buy Sony and I'm going to buy Nintendo and I'm, I'm going to buy IBM and, and Apple. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're gonna have to excuse the um, 
I'm, I'm sure my mic's going to pick it up, but I'm going to pour myself another delicious glass of, of, I think, you know what I'm going to start doing guys? Um, because I'm pretty consistent in that I do enjoy being a couple drinks, a couple into my cups, it loosens me up for the podcast. I'm going to start throwing out some names of, of, uh, breweries that I quite enjoy. Yeah, oh, there you go. And I'm drinking a uh, plug. Yeah, a rice pudding porter from Four oh. Mile Brewing in View Royal, BC, which is Victoria. Um, yeah, it's actually quite delicious. Um, oh. I'm not, I'm not usually a porter fan, but um, this one is 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 really delicious. I'm not a rice pudding fan at the best of times. Putting it in my beer just sounds nasty. <laughs> I had it yesterday when I was when I was watching the game. I had a uh, it was called a it was a key lime milkshake IPA, which was also really frigging delicious. <laughs> Where do it's you a, find these things? <laughs> uh, you know, alcoholics have their ways, <laughs> right? <laughs> We did talk about an intervention four weeks ago, so you know I really shouldn't. Even, you know, I, I shouldn't continue to joke about this because at one eventually, like we're gonna get an email, and it's gonna be like, "Is Sean okay?" <laughs> <laughs> and I we're gonna sure say no. <laughs> What's that? We're gonna say no, uh, but we're gonna keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it sounds like Kaz Hirai is stepping down from Sony. Uh, yeah, it sounds like he's. It's already happened, hasn't it? He's already stepped down. Uh, April first. April first. Ah. Yep. You know, I don't. I mean, he he's moving into another position within the company, um, and then uh, was it Kenichiro Yoshida? That's uh, who's taking over. The That's current right. CFO is taking over. Um, you know, I I really. I don't think anything is going to change. I mean, if anything, you know, you want to say, you know, job well done to Harai. Um, but apart from that, I don't, Sony's on a good path right now. Uh, they've been on a good path for a while. I don't see them changing course. I don't see Yoshida suddenly doing any sort of 180. I mean, I think the only news here is that Harai is, you know, taking that step back. But apart from that, I don't see any changes at all, like right across the board when it comes to Sony. No, the only thing, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Paul. The only thing that makes this interesting to me is the fact that we lost they lost Andy House not that long ago as well. Uh uh yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But I mean again, I mean when you're on such a winning run as as uh, Sony's been on, you know, this generation, they really would need to screw up bad. And I mean obviously if they're paying attention to what they've been doing, they're, you know, they don't need to write the ship if the ship's already sailing straight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just kind of keep it pointed the way it's going and and you know, uh, you know, maybe make, you know, little adjustments here or there. I just I just don't seeing this having any sort of an impact. I mean, especially on us, like as gamers, uh, you know, they're gonna keep pumping out the games, I'm sure of it, right? Right. And, and I mean, the company's so big, you know, they're responsible for films and for tech and for, for, for all sorts of things. So I don't know how big of a piece of the pie gaming is for Sony. I mean, it's obviously significant. It's but huge, I think. I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't see any, um, I don't see any big changes for us. And when I say us gamers in the next foreseeable future, but I did find, um, a quote Yoshida said recently about the change and that he said, you know, Sony has not been able to surpass itself for many years. So I, f- I found that little, um, that little quote interesting. And because I mean, their profits are still in the God, 
they have to be in the billions. Um, so you would think they're in great shape, but maybe they're not in good enough shape. Maybe they don't have the stronghold that they used to have on technology would, as a whole. And I'd be curious you know. if maybe what he's meaning though is is that like you know they're doing great things, but they haven't um, exploded past like any sorts of previous uh, you know um, you know accomplishments that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I mean maybe it just is him. It just shows that he's kind of committed to bigger and better which is obviously you know a great thing maybe yeah i think historically playstation is one of the only arms of sony that actually makes a decent amount of money the other uh, branches kind of do as expected but playstation's the one that's leading the charge as as being a big money maker so maybe he's hoping to extend that to all the other things that sony does wasn't it well wasn't there news i mean this was a long time ago i'm asking you guys to go you know pretty far back into the archives but wasn't there news at some point where the gaming division was pretty much floating their music division their movie division like they were they were really slipping in a few other key places and then they ended up dumping a few uh like full departments i mean i remember um yeah i mean they dropped uh they don't do computers anymore they they had the laptop Mm mm-hmm they don't do that anymore, but I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I don't, I don't think it was music, but there was something else that they were doing as well. And it was just the PlayStation brand and, and the gaming department was holding up a lot of other, you mm-hmm. know, another other spots within Sony. So, you know, they, they streamlined and I mean, obviously they're making money now. I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised if they weren't <laughs> bathing in their own money at this point. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and their, and their lead in the, console war which i know i know we all hate that um i do i do i think (laughs) but their lead is huge they've they've sold a shit ton of ps4 so yeah no they're Um, not gonna screw that up i think i think the only thing like the biggest impact i'm gonna notice is is like whether or not the kaz harai parody account on twitter is gonna have to change their name at this point (laughs) because it's pretty fucking hilarious (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so savage in any time like Microsoft or Nintendo does something you can count on that account to like just just be as savage as it can possibly be and rip them <laughs> apart so I mean they might need to uh, rethink their direction at this point <laughs> that's the only impact I'm going to notice <laughs> you know I think they got to keep going with it just because they've got that perfect avatar of Kaz's face he just looks like a meme and you're looking at it as you read the tweet and it's it's absolutely brutal every time but so accurate savage af <laughs> what what is the name of that account again like what is it called I think it's just, just Kaz Kaz your eye CEO yeah <laughs> I can hear the, I can hear the typing I'm, pulling it up. <laughs> He's I'm looking this it. shit up oh yeah there it is <laughs> It's really so that, funny. That's that's the parody account. Immediately follow. It it says right oh, in the there description. Oh, there it is. Yeah, right there. Yeah. The <laughs> follow that shit. He's got it's a lot it. of followers. Look at that. It's worth it. Here, here we'll retweet on uh, Cog Connected. Everyone, follow us on follow us on the Twitter. Cog Connected. We'll retweet one of his funny ones here. <laughs> All right. Well, you go searching. Uh, the next big piece of news uh, I noticed, and well, it was impossible not to notice, is Red Dead Redemption uh, 2 has a release date, and basically every publisher who thought that they were going to publish something in October were like, well, shit. <laughs> right. 
They've just doubled down on development time. They're like, boys, girls, we got to get this baby out before October 26th. Yeah, Rockstar isn't exactly known for making deadlines. No, no, I mean other other publishers. They've absolutely got to hit before then, otherwise yeah. their sales are going to oh, be in yeah. the tank. Oh yeah, nobody, nobody in their right mind is going to release on the twenty sixth. Nobody, and they, I mean, people are going, oh, it's oh, going to ruin all these other October releases like uh, uh, Battlefield or whatever. I don't Call think of so. Duty. It's two different. Those are different markets, and there's room for yeah. more than one game oh, in one sure. month. But. On the 26th itself, there's, uh, I'll be surprised, I mean, apart from, like, maybe, like, a bottom-level indie or something like that, nobody's releasing on the 26th of October, but RDR2, done. Yeah, you have to, you have to stay clear of that date if you're a publisher. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe someone, you know, I mean, you know, let's think about who the cockiest of the cocky are in the industry, and, you, you know, like, who knows, you get one guy who's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna do it, I'm doing it. I'm going out there, and I'm going to go up against RDR. <laughs> You're going to lose, but... <laughs> you know, I, I could see Nintendo doing it. I could see Reggie at a big boardroom table going and uh, giving a big uh, rousing speech about how they can do it, and they've got some weird thing that they're just going to drop on the 26th, and somehow it's going to perform. And, and, <laughs> and how his body is ready, and yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, we know that. His body's always ready, isn't it? We're well aware. Thank you, Reggie. Yes, Reggie, we know that your body's ready. (laughs) Thanks. That meme doesn't get old, does it? (laughs) No. No, it doesn't. I've used it numerous times. But, you know, okay, so we got the release date, which is great and all, but the screenshots that came out with it, holy shit. (laughs) It looks fantastic. (laughs) I mean... I already feel like a, a real cowboy, and that's just from looking at four or five screenshots. I'm gonna well, be a cowboy. Like, well, and it's so freaking good. I think what really jumped out at me in those screenshots was some of the destruction that was going on in the back in the background. So it's making me wonder: Hmm, will there be more, uh, you know, environmental destruction in this game that we haven't? You know, maybe some new tech that we haven't seen before. You know, the, the engine will be; it'll be a newer version of their engine. Um, but yeah, those those screenshots look stunning. Yeah, there's that one with. I mean, I'm assuming uh, the protagonist. Who? I mean, I I, I don't know, but uh, he's like walking away from a porch. There's a couple guys like falling over dead in the background. He's got two pistols in his hand, and there's like wood chips flying yeah. everywhere. I mean, again, we don't know where these are in the game. It could be a cutscene, right. but but still, I mean, it's looking polished as hell. Yeah, like I think we talked about it a week or two ago. I mean, it's it's when it comes out, it's gonna sell a shit ton, and it's gonna be a front runner for game of the year. I know, like it's super early and super premature, but man, Rockstar's been working on this thing. They had to have been working on this thing for at least at least four or five years. You'd have to guess. Yeah, and right? I mean. And I mean the Rockstar knob gobble is is well <laughs> yeah, on course. its way. Is well on its way. People are excited. They don't know much about it apart from what they've seen in these screens, but I, I've already read people basically making up their mind now that it's gonna be the best game this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe you should play it first. It's just my opinion. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I I did read that they realistically modeled the horse nuts. So uh, that's a pretty big selling point for a lot that's, of people. You know what the horse dong? Yeah. <laughs> you know what that is? That is attention to detail right, right? there. Well, you know, I mean, coming from someone who had horses when he was younger, um, 
and watched them breed. Uh, oh. That's not pretty. And I don't know if I want that in a video game. <laughs> well, you're getting it. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you're getting giant horse cack. <laughs> we mark this uh, podcast explicit for a reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, someone has already told us that they appreciate the adult language because it's genuine. As you can hear the glass clink. Did you hear that? You could yeah. hear Trevor's ice cubes. Somebody's in their cups. Yeah. It's empty. I need a refill. <laughs> what are you going to do? You got to pause the mic and run, or you do what I do is text yeah. the wife. Text the wife, yeah. Karen, bring beer. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. I'm uh, arched. So, speaking of attention to detail and performance, uh, Super Mario Odyssey sold a lot of copies. Is this. Nine. Yeah, didn't we not already know that? Like, I think I'm that's gonna... kind of a given, isn't it? <laughs> but it sold a ridiculous number, like 9 million ridiculous. Which is insane. Which is insane. I think that's maybe. Like... The... That's approaching like a 75% attach rate to consoles, isn't it? Well, considering, yeah, like what's what's the total of Switch sales is somewhere is currently just under 15 million. Jesus, just under that 15 is impressive. Million, so it's basically two thirds. So 66% attach rate. That's really frigging impressive. It really is. But is it surprising? Who? What else do you buy Nintendo consoles for but Nintendo games? Is anybody really <laughs> surprised by this or is it just... You know, like kind of like one of those things where you go, well, duh. Not surprised, yeah. so to say, so to speak, but like that nine million when it's you know two million sales ahead of Mario Kart, that seems pretty ridiculous. Yeah, and another, and like, was it? What do we look? I'm six point seven million units of Zelda. I mean, you got to look to I I guess in in terms of how approachable, say, Mario is over Zelda. I mean, Mario is the ultimate family game. So anybody who bought a Switch going, who, who's older, who's like, oh, I want a game with my kids, they're buying Mario. You, yep. you, you know? Um, yeah, I, I say, I mean, it's news in terms of just, like, how crazy that attach rate is. I totally get that. But in terms of just the fact that they did sell a lot and pretty much more than almost any other game last year, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I, I mean, I'm glad for Nintendo, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I asked myself, when will people sour on Mario? Like, it seemed, like you can put out any kind of Mario game, and it seems to sell. You, you could put out a Mario game of Mario folding laundry. <laughs> I think it would sell well. Or, or assembling a cardboard box. It wouldn't Japan. It wouldn't Japan. I mean, we're talking right. about... I remember, remember that game in, in Japan where you played like a mosquito, and you had to like suck blood? <laughs> no yeah it was a couple years ago i remember I can't, it was on the wii u i'm sure of it and yeah you like your whole point was that you were a mosquito and you were flying around like some woman's bathroom like she's in the bathtub and shit and you're trying to fly <laughs> i mean it's about as japanese as they come so i mean if that can sell mario folding laundry that's a that's a surefire hit I, we, we should work on that. We'll make the pitch. Hey, we got an idea. We got this game. Mario folds laundry, and he puts it away, and Let's it's get really cool. Let's get Shiggy on the phone. Shiggy, we got a, we got an <laughs> yeah. idea. Let's go straight. Let's skip him and go straight to the source. Let's get Reggie on the line. <laughs> okay, Are you ready? Can we, yeah, can, we, can we lead up with just the expected, which would be like, all right, Reggie, is your body ready? <laughs> <laughs> for laundry yeah. yes it is boys yes it is 
I <laughs> congratulations to Nintendo. I, I'm glad. I'm more than glad to see the success of the Switch. Um, oh, for sure. But I, I don't know. This wasn't really news to me. I just kind of nodded my head, going, "Hmm, yeah, makes sense." Yeah, it didn't surprise me at all. You kind, I kind of already knew that it'd been doing extremely well, so that just kind of confirmed it. And I just like this well head- deserved. I like the headline that that Mario put onto um, onto the site, which was Mario Odyssey outsells Battlefront Two on Xbox One, PS4, and PC combined. And I kind of just chuckled to myself because it was like, "Yeah, no shit." <laughs> no one wanted to buy yeah. Battlefront Two. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently, uh, I mean, I don't want to get off topic, but apparently Battlefield 2 did better, um, or sorry, Battlefront 2 did better than people uh, anticipated. I heard, last I heard it sold over 3 million, which is not too bad. I mean, it's probably below expectations, but... No, no, Battlefront 2, no, Battlefront 2 has sold 9 million already. Did it sell 9? Yeah, I mean, it's a multi-platform. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but like, it's still like 3 or 4 million under... What the original Battlefront oh, okay. did. Well, I'm, nine million isn't exactly tanking. I was under the impression that it was just a disaster. I don't know if you know. T- I can't see it. nine is, million. Tanking is relative, right? I mean, it, you know, your multi-plat is something that sure. you got to take into you know in, into consideration. And it, with a company Licensing. like EA or well, yeah, exactly. Like with a company like EA or Ubi or Activate, any of the big ones. I mean. They put they they have shareholders they answer to and they have yeah. targets that they want to hit, and I mean, I just yeah obviously Battlefront two didn't hit any any of those targets for investors. Mm. You, you yeah. know what I mean? So any other company publishes a game that gets nine million sales, they'd be like fuck yeah they're you know oh, they're doing yeah. they're they're doing the happy dance. It's you know so yeah it didn't necessarily sell poorly. It just didn't sell as well as they had you know projected. Mm. So I see somebody noted a Far Cry 5 season pass details uh, article here, which I hadn't seen. Um, no, I hadn't seen that either. Somebody's got to fill me in. Well, no, they they uh, they had announced the the season pass, and uh, some of the uh, um, they, they there's uh, what is it? There's three different DLCs that are coming with the season pass, and they're really interesting, like kind of wacky. Um, thinking like I'm immediately like in my head, I was like, it's going off the rails, like Far Cry Blood Dragon, which was fucking amazing. It was so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, so yeah, like hours of darkness where players will travel back in time to Vietnam to battle against Viet Cong soldiers, dead living zombies, Cool, because you got to get on the zombie train, but players will face hordes of zombies in multiple B movie scenarios which could be wow. freaking hilarious. That could yeah. be great. And then Lost on Mars, players will leave Earth behind to go toe to clods with Martian arachnids. Like, <laughs> like, okay. all right. So like, let's take something that has nothing to do with Far Cry Five and just flip the script. Right? It's like <laughs> let's go from Montana to Mars and right. time travel. And like, what? I mean, I don't That's know who, awesome. came, who came up with it, but I it's actually kind of brilliant because. I mean, it, it's almost like a different game at that point, right? It's, it probably, probably happens. Same. It probably happens in, when they're uh, when they're into their cups. You know what would be cool, guys? <laughs> if we just fought Martians, <laughs> fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> That's definitely the same writing team that decided to put Predator into Wildlands a few weeks back. 
That's right. And and um, our very own Alex Everett. Um, God bless him. Um, <laughs> Alex Everett is Twitter's biggest passive aggressive. No, he's not passive aggressive. He, he's an aggressive complainer because he will at anybody. He will at anybody on Twitter. If he if he doesn't like how you're doing shit, he's going to at you directly. Oh, yeah. He will call your oh, yeah, shit he will, out. He calls motherfuckers out. He, has, <laughs> he, he does not care. And God bless him for it. He immediately... I guess he got into uh, um, uh, Wildlands purely. He's like, you know, he had heard about the Predator thing. And he immediately is like, I'm pretty disappointed Ubisoft that it was a limited time thing. Like, <laughs> I understand that it's on me for not paying attention, but I'm still mad at you guys anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> uh, I, I, lo- <laughs> I, I used to bitch him out all the time. I used to like him and I would have some pretty good back and forths about it. But he, yeah, he he loves to at somebody directly, and he's like, "Yep, if you want shit done, he's like, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and he he will call you out." <laughs> <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> Keep it up, Alex. Don't ever change. <laughs> Never change, bro. Never change. Fearless, fearless. <laughs> Don't we go changing. <laughs> yeah. What else? Uh, what What else is in the news? The news. You know, I'm. I'm not sure how much of news this actually is, but it sounds like Cyberpunk 2027, or 2077, pardon me, uh, which is CD Projekt Red's next game after The Witcher, is going to be photorealistic. Which is cool. What does that even mean? What does that mean? Like, I don't, what does that mean? Well, no, what that means is, I mean, you've got to consider what, you know, what does photorealistic mean in terms of what you're looking at is as close to photograph as possible, as possible, as close to real life as possible. Like cutscenes, gameplay, like what well, are they... who knows? But I mean, photorealism. At what point are we going? At this going, this isn't going to be arriving on our consoles, Oof. or because is is an OG Xbox One or a standard PS4 going to be able to handle the kind of beef that it sounds like they're putting into twenty seventy seven? Is this going to come out? Well, this generation? they handled The Witcher Three fine. Yeah, but Witcher Three is gorgeous it's super it's beautiful but it's not photorealistic i mean that that's kind of like a a a step up i mean um i mean even quantum break you know it looks really good on the xbox one x but i mean even that which you know it has that kind of photorealism to it i mean knowing cdpr they're gonna go over and above Sure, but the thing is, photorealistic is a totally relative statement. I remember back in the PS1 era, people calling Final Fantasy VII photorealistic, and it's clearly not. <laughs> Definitely. Sorry, so that's all. It's all relative. Sorry, Final Fantasy I'm sure Fantasy it's going to look seven? Oh, sure. How high the... were they? <laughs> Pretty high. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking Polygon Central. <laughs> <laughs> you can count the triangles in Cloud's hair, for fuck's sake. Hey, but they were photorealistic polygons. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's no surprise that it's going to look good. I mean, I don't think anybody was questioning that. I, I, I just, I'm curious if, you know, it's going to get to the point where it's starting to push the, you know, the initial run of consoles this generation kind of further than they're able to go. It's entirely possible. I mean, The Witcher still holds up as one of the best-looking games of all time. So to think that their next game is going to look better, that's not much of a stretch. 
Well, no, of course not. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, and I would, I would pretty much like flat out assume it. It's just that it's a given. I'm just, I'm just curious, like I say, that whether or not our original consoles are going to be able to to handle it, or you know, like, is it going to be, uh, you know, are they going to uh, lessen it in a sense, you know, and go okay, and then if you want the super duper graphics pack, you you're going to have to play it on the One X or the Pro. <laughs> Right. God, mm. I would hate to see that. But you know what? I, I would hate to see that, but I can see that happening. Totally. That's the way it's been on PC for years and years and years, you know. Uh, console but that's why people, games have that's always why been game... less good looking than the PC version. Yeah, but that's why people game on console, though, is because they don't need to worry about that shit. Obviously, things are changing, right? I mean, I... I, I mean, I was a big PC gamer when I was younger, and then as consoles started to improve, I was like... I don't need to worry about my drivers being out of date. I don't need to worry about any of that garbage. I just play the games I want to play because it works, right? And now we're starting to lead into that direction of, well, you know, you try and play it on the original Xbox, it's going to be sluggish as shit. But if you play it on the One X, you know, and then so, you you know, you're encouraging the upgrade, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't bother me because I'm always going to go out and upgrade. This is me personally, you know, but I mean, for most people they're like well i just fucking put out 300 dollars for this console why can't i play this game that says it's available on xbox on xbox one well you know yeah i could see a lot of people being really really pissed um but it just i mean and and i mean i don't want to put the target on cdpr by any means uh i i see this kind of coming up more and more in that you know games are going to start pushing and they're going to start pushing past the hardware limitations of those original consoles. And it doesn't seem like we're that far away from it. It seems like that's literally right around the corner. Absolutely. I guess we'll we'll see at E3 because apparently this game's going to be there. Finally. Oh, don't, don't get your hopes up. I don't, I don't see a release date anytime soon. Oh no, 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 no. But I, I would definitely like to see it in action. I, I, my guess is a trailer. My guess is a trailer. I don't know. <laughs> a 30-second teaser. Can you imagine? Yeah. Good God. I, I, I don't know. Like, it feels like we've been talking about this game for a long time. Like They we've... announced it, like, two, two, three, three years ago. Like, it's been right. a while. Right, like, it's been it a while. has. It's crazy. Like, I, I wish they wouldn't do that. Like, save the announcement still closer to release date. Like, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the, the like when they when they announce when you know there's no intention of the game dropping for like five years. It's yeah, like, it's silly. It's like the nerds' worst version of just the tip. You know, it's just like <laughs> seriously, seriously, you're you're gonna play me like that? This is ridiculous. Oh <laughs> man, you get me all warmed up, and then <laughs> boop, you're done. <laughs> Whereas Cyberpunk, out, out you go. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, it's gonna look good. I mean, I'm 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 yeah. I'm pumped for the game, and I don't care in the end if other people are mad, as long as I have the machine that can run it. <laughs> <laughs> you selfish jerk. Yep. <laughs> Proud of it. Yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, getting really warmed up, huh. Twitch got broken. Uh, well, I was gonna say I thought you were actually gonna go into. Uh, I thought you were going to dig deeper. Like, speaking of being really broke up, uh, yeah, uh, Dr. Disrespect uh, came back from his um, his little uh, break. And uh, he went on a break because he uh, cheated on his wife. He had his, a little breakdown video. And, and mm. 
um, apologize, this, that, and the other thing. And and I gotta I gotta admit, okay, that basically the way that he he played this is he took a break and put a public video out there saying I'm taking the break because I cheated on my wife. I've been unfaithful. I almost feel I don't like the fact that he's being rewarded for this in a sense because it was the best thing he could have done for his career. He comes back today, <laughs> 350,000 concurrent viewers. Jesus. And he broke the front page of Twitch. No one else could get their shit going. It was all over the place. Uh, they were updating on Twitter saying we're trying to get shit in order. And, and I, po- I managed to get into his cast just to kind of, you know, kind of get an eye on what was going on. And he'd only been live for like an hour and a half, maybe two. And he'd already had 7,000 separate donations, not $7,000, 7,000 separate donations. And he's calling out guys for like, thanks for your $500 donation. Jesus. Yeah. Like, you know. Who who are these people with that kind of expendable income that they're just throwing at a guy playing video games on Twitch? Like, holy fuck. Who are these people? I think this is where there's that separation between people our age versus uh, the younger generation of gamers. I'm not going to sit down and watch somebody stream a video game that I would much rather play myself. I might poke my head in on something that if I'm curious about a game, you know what I mean? But on in you know in general, I'm not going to watch esports. I'm not going to watch somebody else play video games on Twitch. I'm not interested in that and I'm sure as fuck not giving you my money. Like fuck you, man. <laughs> Dude, like no. You're not getting my fucking money. But, I'll admit, when I saw him at the Game Awards, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, honestly, who is this guy? He wears a wig, sunglasses, has a bad fake mustache. Like, the no, whole getup. The mustache is real. Oh, the mustache is real. Yeah. But the whole getup is kind of ridiculous. So, of course, that night I'm like, all right, well, this guy won an award for being, like, the best streamer. So let's check him out. And he is pretty funny. Like, so I, I looked at some of the highlight packages that they have on YouTube. Some of his best of, his best streams. And some of his shit is pretty funny. But still, to, to break Twitch like that today and to just, for his stream to go off the way it did. And then just people just throwing money at him, like, in crazy amounts. Uh, I'm speechless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from the guy. Like, I, I mean, it sounds like I'm kind of shitting on it, and I'm not because I'm like, you know what? These guys are doing their job, and obviously they're being successful sure. and good for them. Like, I, I'm act, I am happy for them. Like I said, I just, I just see is there. There's definitely that divide there um, when it comes to gaming culture, where a lot of us that are, you know, getting up there in years, we're like, it, it's not a world for us. I don't know many people in there late 30s and 40s or whatever uh who are gonna sit back and be like you know what i'm doing all afternoon i'm watching twitch it's like no 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 you're not but you know in their 20s teenagers they love this and that's you also got to consider the market that they're catering to they're over the top and ridiculous you're commenting you know like you're saying trevor he's got this you know this wig and he's crazy but you know what? That's exactly it's fart humor, and that's what I thought was funny when I was fifteen too, right? <laughs> yep. It's yeah. smart marketing. I mean, and good on them. Good yeah. on them. I just what I don't like about this, and I mean, it's it, this is probably just a personal thing. Is just basically seeing this guy rewarded for this drama break of oh, by the way, I fucked around on my wife, but now I'm back. Give me money, and people are like, yeah, you're back. Like yeah. you know, like. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, if I could make that much money for fucking around on my wife, like, I probably would have done it already. <laughs> I got bills to pay, son. <laughs> Watch, you'll hit pause. You'll hit pause. Karen, I'm just I'm just kidding. This, this is this is just for show. Maybe just like, for the pod. Where where did Sean go? <laughs> yeah. Sean, are you okay? <laughs> I had I had to apologize, guys. <laughs> That's why I'm not on camera. I'm like nursing my jaw on a black eye. <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, so, yeah. Doctor disrespect <sighs> broke Twitch for cheating wow. on his wife. Ah, good for him. Broke Twitch <laughs> like he broke his wife's heart. Oh, yeah. But um, boom. <laughs> Being rewarded for doing bad stuff—it's like a running theme in society these days. Right. It's true. Well, well. Watch Logan Paul whenever he makes his return, if he hasn't already. Oh, God. His his shit will go off. I'm sure. Like He's, you know. Yeah, I saw some about him being back. I also saw something about somebody made a game based on Oh god, yeah, that's on right. On the whole his like it was on the Xbox marketplace or something about his whole suicide forest thing and someone turned it into a game and it was rated like uh uh Peggy 3, you know, so ESRB like like literally E for everybody. Um and Larry it got Ver- yanked pretty quick. It got yanked pretty quick, though. Yeah, Larry, uh, old Major Nelson there, his response, someone had noted it on Twitter, and his only response was, it's being taken care of. So, you know, the, you know the Major was pissed. Someone's getting fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Major rarely frowns, but when he does... That's right, someone's getting fired. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you guys, um... Did you guys actually play any video games this week? Paul, you're in... You are uh, uh, on the sunny islands of Hawaii. That's correct. Hawaii. I am. Yeah. So I haven't played too much, but um, you brought your Switch, though, didn't you? Of course. Yeah, and, you did. And going to and fro, there's plenty of time to play plenty of great games. Uh, and the one that I latched onto most strongly was SteamWorld Dig Two. Ooh. Have you guys heard of this one? Well, I've yeah. heard of it. Never played it. Heard of it. So. Uh, it's basically a really short gameplay loop where you're mining in a mine, uh, not unlike you know the uh, the digging mini game in Super Mario Brothers Two, if you remember that. Yeah. Um, but basically, you're going down into the depths of the earth looking for treasures and fighting enemies and doing all that stuff, um, and then going back to the surface and upgrading your gear and doing it all again. So the loop of that is really satisfying because you're getting upgrades all the time. Uh, you're always finding something new down in the cave. Um, it's really great in short bursts. So if you've got 20 or 30 minutes on the bus or um, on your way to work, something like that, um, highly recommended. I love games like that too. You know, I mean, I don't always have time to, you know, to sink like, you know, eight hours into a game. You know, I'm spending my Saturday playing video games, you know, because there's shit to do. Uh, so those games that you can kind of just jump in and you don't feel like you've lost anything or you don't mm-hmm. feel like you're like, oh, I haven't played this in a couple of weeks. I kind of I kind of lost where I'm at. Oh, guess I'm starting over, which I've done more times than I can count on games. Uh, those ones, like I say, you can just kind of drop in, play for a little bit and then go away and n- never feel like you're missing anything. That's mm-hmm. pretty strong. The older, <laughs> the older you get, the more appealing that becomes. Yeah, even if you were playing... 
uh, you know, you had the time to play games for eight hours in a day, it'd be a great palate cleanser in between titles if you had something particularly heavy that you're playing or um, that you were going through. Um, mm -hmm. It's a nice way to not have to think about things. But it still looks nice. It's it's charmingly written. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Very nice. cool. What do you play, Trev? Well, uh, last week, I, I promised y'all, I promised I would jump back into Bloodborne. And uh, I did. I played a few hours of it. And fuck that game. <laughs> fuck it. I hate it. I hate it. It's I too saw... hard. <laughs> I fucking hate that game. I saw you post on Twitter... The old uh, uh, Grandpa Simpson meme where he's walking into the stripper or whatever. He walks in, takes his hat off, whistles, does a, does a 180, picks his hat up and walks right back out the door. And you were uh, like, this is me playing Bloodborne. I'm like, well, that was fucking, quick. Like, every time you die, you start at the beginning of the level, which no problem. That's not the first game to do that. But then they take your fucking, they take your shit away. Like my Molotov cocktails, which you kind of need to get rid of like a few enemies, uh, especially when they start like collecting and hoarding towards you. Uh, and I'm just like, why am I playing this? Like, I'm just getting angrier and angrier and more frustrated. Uh, and, I mean, it, and let's I'm face, done with that let, game. Let's face it, uh, you know, dual shocks are expensive. So, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm stopping while I'm ahead. <laughs> it's not for me. It makes me feel bad about myself. It makes me feel bad about gaming. I suck at it. I can accept that. I'm moving on. I'm never playing it again. That's it. <laughs> It I'm makes done me with feel it. bad about myself. I love it. <laughs> I'm done with that game. I'm putting it up on Craigslist or something. I'm done with it. Oh, do you have a hard? Do you have a hard copy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'll take that hard copy off your hands. There done. You go. It's yours. Woo! Fuck it. <laughs> it's all yours. Did you play anything you liked, Trevor? Uh, yes, I played some of the the Wolfenstein DLC, and it's it's way too short. Like I know Garrett. Who's who's a gaming whiz? Finished it in an hour. Um, oh my God. I didn't. Wow. Yeah, which which I don't know how the hell he did that. It took me a couple of hours, but still a couple of hours for DLC. Uh, way too short, but it was. I mean, it's it's more Wolfenstein. It's fun. It's it's frantic. It's chaotic. Um, but it's a blast. It's just really short. And for twenty five bucks, so for twenty five bucks, you get three little chunks of DLC. So maybe you get. For me, six hours worth. For Garrett, it's three hours worth of DLC for twenty-five bucks. It seems pricey. Yeah, that seems but, a bit pricey, but yeah, totally. But but for me, I um, I mean, I guess there is some replay value because there is collectible shit you can go back and get. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I enjoyed it. So if you're a Wolfenstein fan, go get go get it. Like you'll you'll enjoy it. What about you, Mister Fiftieth Chivo? Did you get it? Fuck Did that, you get it? Fuck that achievement, man. Fuck. I I actually I did I jumped into the DLC um just cuz it was something different and managed to bang out a couple of chivos in the hidden ones DLC real quick. Um but actually I I decided I'm like I need to take a little bit of a break cuz I've been going hard on that game. I I literally went back into like like the original, like away from the DLC and, and probably knocked off another like 10 or 12 locations, but it's just so big. I'm, I'm getting there, but, but I wanted to take a break. Um, so I played a little bit of, um, uh, Bat Telltale Batman, the enemy within. And, uh, I mean, I've always been a fan of the Telltale games. Um, 
and there's just something about the enemy within that is just so good. The story is so fucking good. And they've just nailed every character. Harley is perfect. Harley is super, super good. And it's just the way that they are, are I mean, this is one of those, those types of games that I, I would never want to give anything away for someone who actually wants to play it. But the way that they put Bruce slash Batman into these situations where you're really wrestling with your decisions because it just generally goes against the grain of being a good person, you know? Like, do I do this in order to, you know, save my bacon here? You know, they just put a lot of really interesting decisions in there. And it's just, it's, they're, they're masters of their craft. And I wish that they would fix their engine so things didn't like chug along. I mean, you, mm. you still get hiccups now. Um, and I mean, considering I'm playing like on the One X, I, I, sh- I just shouldn't. Not in a game like that. No. You know, when you when it can run something like The Witcher 3, you know, smooth as butter, it shouldn't chug on a Telltale game. But that's Agreed. neither here nor there. It's just the game itself is is really really enjoyable. Um and so, then oh. um just a quick question there. Um how good a job do they do of hiding uh the duality of the the, the decision making? Like do they do a good job of branching it out and making it seem like your choices matter or do you always end up at the same place regardless um well the storylines i i do believe like they they do change uh, thinking about the way that i used to play telltale games i used to really pain myself um over the decisions like when i played the wolf among us i would literally like especially when there's like those countdown moments i would be down to the no, last yeah. second because i'm like my heart's racing and i'm like oh no what am i gonna do what am i gonna do and i I don't quite feel that anymore because even though mm-hmm. the story might change, um, you know, in one direction or another, it's not like there's an end game where it's like you fucked up and you're going to die. You're just changing the story, you know? I mean, if anything, it's going to give you some replay value that you're going to go in and maybe do some things differently an- another time. Um, you know, like this person's on your side and this person isn't, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um so in terms of story, it would probably be it would probably be different for sure. But I don't feel bad about it anymore. I don't pain myself over the decision. I just kind of make decisions based on where I think it'll be interesting where the story's going to take me. So yeah, uh, cool. But yeah, not impactful in a way where you're going to fuck up, right? There's no end game. You just mm-hmm. play, right? Nice. Um, yeah, uh, and then as well, they added on to because I I never bothered to get in on this game on release but they added rhyme onto game pass and i know Ooh. it's i'm pretty sure it's also on ps, PS plus, plus uh yep. this month um and i started playing that and i'm kind of kicking my ass that i didn't get into it sooner uh i mean it's pretty mm. it's really low-key it's super super low-key but it's beautiful uh it's like just kind of casual exploration kind of some neat puzzles nothing too crazy but just kind of you can easily get lost in it there's a ton of collectibles it's really, really charming. And, I mean, it's just one of those games that you can kind of hop into. And it's not stressful in any way, you know. You can you can just kick your feet up and not care. And just kind of wander around. Uh, it's really cute. Um, yeah, like, and I, like I say, just, just visually, I mean, I think it's, I think it's beautiful and really, really well done. Um, I've only matched, I think, maybe an hour and a half or two in. I can't imagine that it's all that big. My guess is that it's maybe going to be six hours tops something like that but uh really enjoying it and kind of wishing that i'd kind of jumped on it sooner but then again now i'm playing it for free so well for my subscription so yeah that one's definitely on my list as well 
Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I would I, anybody who 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 likes like I say that sort of. I mean, I don't know why I would even compare it. I don't know why. When I booted it up, I don't. Maybe it's a visual thing. I just kind of thought the witness, but the witness is like a hardcore puzzle game. Mm. This isn't that. It's just it's it's way more charming, way more low key. Uh, the characters and like the little creatures and stuff that you know there's some like it's there's minor puzzles and stuff like that and it, it you know it's it's not too brain heavy i mean you're not going to get into to too many situations where you feel you're like oh man i don't know if i'm going to get past this puzzle it's pretty simple um you know but i don't know if it's meant to really stump you it's just meant yeah. to let you have an enjoyable gameplay experience uh they're a little stingy on the achievements i'm like where the fuck i've done a whole lot of shit where's my achievements <laughs> <laughs> apart from that no it's a, i'm really really liking it and you know whether you're on the on like say game pass on 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 the xbox or playstation plus on on uh, the ps4 you can basically get it for next to nothing this month i'd recommend mm-hmm. it for sure <clears throat> I haven't played cool. it, but it kind of reminds me a bit of Journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anything else you guys have been playing? Nah. Nah. Yeah, that's nah. about it. Skin flute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ, Trevor. <laughs> I, wow. You said it. You said it. I was and you're like... <laughs> it needed a sound effect. What can I say? I'm the sound guy. You know what's funny? I... I, I I, I was thinking about this when we got into news. Um, I'm going to have to hunt this down because I want, I really think it'd be good for us when we get into news. I don't know if either guy, either of you were ever fans of, of strong bad or Homestar runner. Oh yes. Okay. Do you remember there was like, there was like always strong bad email. And there was this one particular one where he answers the email and he does his little song. He's like, the email, the email, what, what, the email. I'm like, we need to do that when we segue into emails from now on. <laughs> so we have our, the news, the news, the news, the news. I need that sound clip for the email. <laughs> it's so the email, real hard. The email. I'm going to try real hard to find that. Oh, I can All find right. it. I can find it and I can get it to you. <laughs> You're you're the if tech you can guy. Get it to me. I can get it into the cast. Oh hell yeah! It's on its way. <laughs> so there are a few things coming out this week. Quiet for the most part, although there is, I guess, one really big game. Maybe two, two. I'd say yeah, yeah. I would have said one, but I think what Dragon Quest is the other one. No, people love their Civ. They they do have uh, a rabid fan base. Yes, they do. Yeah, so what, Civ Six Rise and Fall expansion coming out on well, it'll be yesterday by the time you hear this. <laughs> coming out yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> coming very very soon. Yeah. Our our review should be uh, should be on cogconnected.com on day one. So our review should be live uh, by the time this podcast goes live. So yeah. And then we already know that you took care of uh, the Shadow of the Colossus review, and you were loving it. Yep, it oh. uh, it's really fantastic. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. It really holds up super well, and I think a lot of developers who are making games even now um, could learn a lot from how Shadow of the Colossus is built and how it's structured. Um, being a basically linear experience that somehow feels super free and open um yeah it's fantastic what else do we have this week dragon quest Dra- builders on the switch which it 
it did okay on its uh like it was on xbox one ps4 wasn't it or did it mm-hmm. also have a pc release like it pretty much was a, a multi-plat i mean it seems to me like a game that's going to do well on the switch yeah yeah it's another one of those switch. games Built alex Alex reviewed it for us two years ago, and he gave it an 88, and that was the PS4 version. So, yeah, yeah this is solid just, score. This is just one that seems to be, like I say, there's certain games, now that we have that platform where we can take decent games on the go, it, it's built for Switch. And the last one that caught my eye when I was looking at the list of what's coming out is Octageddon, which is uh, from the creator of Plants vs. Zombies. Hmm. Which intrigues me, but I haven't heard shit about it. I didn't yeah, until I, I looked at the doc. I'm like, what the I, hell I, is Octogen? I'm I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, is I watch. A, it. Is that a mobile game or? Uh, I think it's the PS4, Xbox One kind of game. Uh, it I looks like the, Rampage. Yeah, it's weird. It, it looks really looks like weird, Rampage. but it looks interesting. It's a giant angry octopus. Whoa, whoa, holy shit. Okay, I'm looking at a screenshot right now that's like an octopus head, and he's got a crab claw, a, 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 a frog's head, a chicken head, a wasp's head, a penguin, <laughs> and a snake all attached to it while it's angrily trying to climb a building, and there's fighter jets attacking it, and I don't know if that... Oh, and then there's a truck coming with like an A-bomb on like, these are some fucked up screenshots. <laughs> There's a you lot going on. You summed up exactly what I saw in that video. Um, I gotta see what this looks this like on YouTube. I think this is well worth taking a look at. <laughs> it's, wow, well, okay, so basically Octogeddon is in, like, like, yeah, it's got, like, the crazy, instead of arms, it's got a cobra and a wasp. Like, wow, wow. I'm looking at <laughs> another screenshot here where it's, like, you can actually see all its, <laughs> its brains out, like... <laughs> Wow. It's a game about a rampaging octopus. Yeah, it's Rampage. It's it's Rampage for a new generation. I know, I right? Know yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would I don't know if I would pay for it. I'll try the demo and then maybe we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> yeah, there exactly. <laughs> what does it do? I wonder what the what does the chicken head do, I wonder. Packs at your foes? I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of anything better than Sounds that. Sounds dangerous. Ooh. <laughs> so, guys, we got some emails. Not an email. We got some emails. I, I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Holy smokes. That's a 300% increase in emails. I'm just... <laughs> You know what? I'm just happy. Those are great stats. Like we said in the last podcast, I'm just happy that people are listening and happy that people are interacting with us. This is awesome. Yes. I love it. And I like keep doing it. Like this is this is the stuff that actually keeps me going. I love knowing that people are listening, interacting. We have a chance to chat with people. It's fucking rad. So keep sending and emails. It's awesome. And I these, love it. The questions yeah. that have come in are are really nuanced and reasonable and um I think I would be speaking for all of us when I said we have to think about these things when we're oh, reading these sure. emails. So it's not something that we can just pop off the top of our heads with an answer. Well, so you know what? Thank you very that, much. That's because the average press X to podcast listener is a smart human being. Mm, yes, they are. Yeah, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah, their IQs all start with two. Did you know that? <laughs> with two? <laughs> Hundred? 200 or 20s. I don't know. Maybe 20s. just two. 
Is 20 low on the scale? I'm pretty sure it is. 20 is incredibly low. <laughs> so while we're trying to build them up, Paul's over here just shooting them down. Thanks hey, for the emails, say, you fucking idiots. <laughs> hey, I didn't say who the 20s were. They might not be emailing in. I don't know. Okay, good. <laughs> so if you want to send an email to us, you can send it to pressxpodcast at gmail.com. That's pressxpodcast at gmail.com. Do it. We love those emails. Trev, do you want to take this first one? It comes from uh, Nick in Quebec. Sure. I uh, I don't have the... You're putting me on the spot. I don't have the docs Oh, open. Sean, why don't you take this first one? I'll take the first one because I've okay. got it open, and that gives Trev a chance to get up to speed. Slacker. I have in my notes what he was asking about. All right. I'll, I'll do email number one. Hey, his glass was empty. What is he going to do? I'm prepared for this podcast. Unlike some of my uh, compatriots here. I will be able to answer this question. Okay. Nick from Quebec. From Nick in Quebec. I thought that having a kid was one of the worst things that could happen in my video gaming life, but I was wrong. Having a second kid was. (laughs) (laughs) Now, being a double dad, my gaming time is almost non-existent. But I must say I do enjoy it a lot more when I can actually sit down and play. And he points out, he's like, needless, needless to say, the Switch was a godsend when I finally got one. Now I can play a bit of Mario or Zelda in bed before crashing to sleep around 9 p.m. like a boss. Like most of us. I still have time to play my PS4 here and there. I'm currently playing Prey, and I must say I dig it a lot. What do you guys think of that game? Are you fans of other arcane games like Dishonored 1 and 2? Do you know what's next for them? There's a lot of questions here. Let's soak this all in. Do you know what's next for them? Also... Are any of you dads too? And if so, how do you manage to keep playing? Thanks a lot. Keep up the amazing podcast stuff. Listening to you guys talking about video games is a way for me to compensate the fact that I can't play them anymore. (laughs) Well, thank you uh, very much for the the question, Nick. Uh, I would think that I'm probably the only one in a position where where I have a kid that affects my gameplay anymore. Uh, Trev, you've got kids or, you know, your daughter's 13. 15 now. She's 15. She's fucking 15. Yeah, and the other one's in university. 15 in university. Yeah, I've got like a 20-year-old, and my youngest is 9. Paul is still yet to spread his seed. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? I have a sound effect for that. <laughs> oh, God, please, no. No. <laughs> no. You know, I mean, yeah, so I mean, two of us are dads, but I mean, I've always managed to keep playing. I mean, the... The cool thing is, is that Skylar now is at that age where I can share things with him. I play a lot with him um, in terms of like the games that he likes. I like, you know, we've been playing Forza Horizon 3, um, but it doesn't really affect me in any other ways. I mean, I can throw in a pair of headphones and play something that maybe is not overly appropriate for him. Um, And, you know, I'm thankful that with the switch you know if i'm playing if i'm using the xbox or the playstation he can take the switch and play in another room or just if he wants to hang out with me sit beside me that sort of thing so it doesn't really i don't i don't get affected by it anymore but that was years ago when like when skylar was young and you know you're always trying to step around when you can use the tube what's appropriate all that sort of stuff yeah i mean my gaming definitely slowed down like a lot 
Yeah, I remember those early days when my daughter was a baby, and you're you're trying to get gaming in whenever you can, like late at night, early in the morning, uh, when she's down for a nap. It's yeah, it's tough. Your your gaming time. Uh, not gonna lie to you, kids. <laughs> you have a baby, and your gaming time drastically drops like a rock. But then like, you get so. Do you have you have either of you seen those those memes floating around where there's like some well you don't know if she's hot actually you can't really tell but it basically shows some broad's legs oh, broad i shouldn't talk like that this girl's legs and like her underwear and her like her kneecaps so it's like she's taking it from her torso down so you don't see anything you just see this nice set of legs and this underwear right and like the boyfriend sitting in front of like the tv playing fifa and she's like, say, you can see her panties down around her kneecaps. And she's like, I guess FIFA's more important. And I'm like, oh, man, not in my world. Fuck FIFA. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Fuck FIFA. <laughs> so, Paul, you, yep. can't, you, you can't comment to the kids. But what about, uh, did you play Arcane. Prey or, or, uh, or Dishonored 1-2? I have not played Prey. Um, that's another one that's on my pile of shame uh, for 2018. It, it looks like the kind of game that's right up my alley. Um, love Dishonored 1. A uh, little more middling on Dishonored 2, but I thought Dishonored 1 was one of the most creative and unique uh, game worlds I'd seen in a long, long time. So uh, definitely a big fan of Arcane, but uh, not too sure what's next for those guys. It's funny. Yeah, I, th- I, okay. I think we'll definitely see a sequel. I think we'll definitely see a Dishonored 3 sequel, but I don't know if mm-hmm. we'll see a Prey sequel. I looked up some of the sales numbers today, and Prey, I mean, this is, keep in mind, this is retail sales only. This doesn't count digital downloads, but Prey sold less than a million last I checked. So, wow. um, I don't, at this point, I don't see a sequel anytime soon unless those digital sales are, you know, exponentially higher than retail. But I think you'll definitely see a Dishonored 3. That's really but too I'm- bad. I mean, that kind of explains... I mean, you know how Bethesda went on a tear there with their games? I mean, they were selling Wolfenstein at 50% off like three weeks or a month after release, which is crazy. Yeah. Just crazy. Um, but, um, you know, it's funny. Like with Prey, I mean, you want to talk about Pile of Shame. I actually went out of my way to buy it. Again, it was on sale. And I've only put in like an hour. And I... Like, I, I mean... I heard a lot of comparisons to Bioshock. People like, oh, it feels like Bioshock. And that's kind of what pulled me into the purchase in the first place. I haven't quite felt it yet. I don't know if it's maybe just me. Because people who have played the game really do have glowing things to say about it. But I haven't been able to get past that first hour and feel interested. It's not pulling me in. I feel like I need to give it that chance. I need to actually get into the proper gameplay where I'm facing off against the mimics and stuff like that and and really mm. absorbing myself in that world but that hour you know it, it took at least that too that hour-long intro just felt very slow to me and i was like i know i need to push further but i'm just not interested yet and you know something else came up turned it off and i just i haven't jumped back in what about you trev uh do you want me to re read the next one <laughs> he did not play prey so we're <laughs> moving on Thanks. I did. He has no I opinions. Yeah, no, well, I mean, again, I think I'm with you, Paul. It's on my pile of shame. I've heard, like, the gameplay videos, everything I've seen about it. Our review was solid. Uh, you know, I, I remember Mario went to a preview event, checked it out, and was uh, glowing about the game. It's one that I definitely want to want to play but i'm also kind of disappointed it didn't sell very well um but yeah it's it's one of the many 
many games I'd love to be able to have time to tackle, but um, it's down the list a little ways. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you, Paul. I love Dishonored 1. I'm a little more middling, like you said, on Dishonored 2. It just I don't know what they missed out of the equation this time around. It just didn't work for me nearly as much as Dishonored 1 did. I love that game. Yeah, I, I think it was a lot of what did, made Dishonored 1 special was, it sounds weird to say, but you were a little more limited in your options. You had to pick and choose your spots, whereas Dishonored 2 really ramped it up in a lot of areas. You know, there was a lot more things you could do, but I thought that made it less interesting to play. Good reasoning. Good reasoning, because, yeah, it lost me. It lost me for sure. But I do love, I love Arcane. Uh, I mean, I think they're a hard-working studio. So obviously for there's sure. something next for them. I don't know whether or not it's Dishonored 3. Who knows? But obviously, you know, they're a talented studio with a lot of talented people. So are we, you know, is that the last we've heard from them? Obviously. Obviously not. But what's next? Who knows? I'd, I'm interested to find out. So, Trev, you want to take this next email from John, a.k.a. Crazy Jerry Mouse? He's Crazy back! Jerry Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy Jerry Mouse! Thanks for coming back, buddy. Right now, thank he's for officially our name. biggest fan. No, hey, thank you for coming back, even though none of us apparently know what we were talking about when you talk about Immersive Sims. We had very different ideas on what Immersive Sims were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, that's not what I thought I, at all. <laughs> all right, I'll read his email. I have it up. I have the docs up here. I'm in. I'm logged in. All right, let's do it. Uh, all right, Crazy Jerry Mouse. I've recently played games from 10 to 15 years ago, and they absolutely hold up, such as Resident Evil 4 or Resident Evil 1 Remake. This isn't nostalgia talking, as I barely played these games for the first time. I get disappointed every time someone gives up on these games simply because it doesn't meet their expectations of how games should work right now. Now applying this to the broader spectrum of older games, my question is, what is more appropriate for this situation? A remake, like RE1, that reworks an entire game while maintaining the spirit of the original, even in mechanics, or simply a remaster like RE4 that still maintains the rules the game wants you to learn. In my opinion, you have to learn the game, not expect the game to be streamlined. Paul, you were not you 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 weren't joking when you t when you complimented our listeners and our emailers on nuanced questions. Like this is this is a very well thought out, well asked question. I'm actually very impressed. Yep, no doubt. You know, it it's funny. I mean, I think you know people do, especially when you've got like a big gap between releases you know like we were talking about like you say like a game from 10 years ago 15 years ago when they kind of bring it into a modern setting people expect there to be modern sensibilities and a lot of the time mm. it can get shit on for not having those modern oh, sensibilities absolutely and i you know what i'm a bit of a purist and i'm like not every game needs to be every way maybe you just need to appreciate the game for what it was. I mean, maybe you just need to appreciate... It's like people who, you know, who you know, we were joking around about how uh, Cuphead was hard. But then you look at games like Contra and Ninja Gaiden and, and stuff like games that we played when we were younger that were just hard and we didn't question it and everyone kind of wants to be coddled. Oh, why can't I save anywhere? Because that's not the fucking game. That's just not the game. 
So I have no problem when, you know, when it comes to an older game kind of getting that, you know, it's time in the sun now. Sure, throw in the odd modern convenience, but I'd much rather see them stick to the nitty gritty of what made the game great in the first place. And, you know, give it, you know, almost if anything, give us a, a chance for, you know, the people who've been playing these types of games for a long time to show, you know, obviously not Resident Evil. I'm not, I'm not going to show it to my nine-year-old. You know what I mean? But like play games with my kids go, hey, this is what games used to be like. And here's one that they've, you know, they've redone. And uh, you thought your games were hard. Try this. You know, I think there, there needs to be, they, they need to hold true a little bit to where they came from and hold on to that. Yeah, I agree with you. I'd equate this kind of to any other kind of art. Um, not everybody is going to understand a certain kind of art. They're not necessarily going to like it either. But that doesn't mean that, you know, it has to be pared down or uh, twisted in some way to make it more appealing to everyone. Um, the Where I ran into that most recently was with Shadow of the Colossus, where it doesn't have any of the creature comforts of games that come out these days. Um, the control scheme was modernized a little bit um, just to kind of mirror uh, more recent action games in terms of uh, just how you control it. Um, but there's no waypoints on the screen. There's none of that crap. It, you really have to figure it out for yourself. And I really appreciated that about that game. So I'm on board with John. Shouldn't be coddled. Yeah, I 100% agree with Crazy Jerry Mouse. I mean, remasters... Um, you know, yeah, sure. They should be about sprucing up the visuals, but I, I prefer they keep, you know, the original gameplay intact. I mean, if it's a reimagining or a reboot where they completely, where they bring it out again and, and it's clearly defined as a reboot, then I'm good with revamping the gameplay. I'm good with, with, you know, an overhaul of, of the visuals, the levels and all that. But yeah, I kind of like to keep the, um, you know, even in the, in the, for the sake of remasters, keep that original game intact. And I mean, especially with survival horror games, I mean, part of part of what makes those games so great is the controls, which when you first start those games, when you play those games for the first hour or two, even like Resident Evil, Evil Within, even more recently, Evil Within, when you play those games for the first time, that the controls are so, they're so restrictive and cumbersome and, and, um, you know, they don't, it doesn't control like a Call of Duty game where it's sort of free floating and you can turn around on a whim. Uh, survival horror games are so restrictive and they take a while to get used to. And so I think with, with, you know, Resident Evil 1 and 4, y- you got to keep that intact, I think. So. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, you look like, a, you know, I think there's certain, it really does depend on the game. Cause, you know, for example, I'd be really surprised if Final Fantasy 7 Remake really holds on identically to what we saw with the original release there's got to be there's going to be a lot of liberties taken um absolutely but that's not it's not just uh like that's not a remaster it's literally they're they're taking the storyline and making a whole new game in in essence out of it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like i it i think it's very much dependent on on the game and how it's being made, you know, on, on how far or on how in depth that, that, uh, a remake or remaster is right. Um, but in terms of, yeah, like just like a, if it's a simple, if it's a remaster, 
you got to respect where it came from. Remake, I guess. Yep. Maybe those are. The, is that the difference? Remaster versus remake. I mean, I mean, are we are you know are we splitting hairs or is there a real difference there? And I kind of feel like there's a real difference between graphical mm. a graphics remaster and a remake, where we're like, no, we're rebuilding the game from the bottom up. Yeah, Two different I things. think I think there is a difference there, and a lot of it depends on how integral playing the act of playing the game is to the experience of the game. So in something like RE4, not being able to move while you're aiming is part of the gameplay. It's part of what makes it tense. So if they mm-hmm. changed up the controls so it controlled like a Call of Duty game, like you mentioned, Trev, that's not the same game. It's not going to be no. as tense. Yeah. So I think you got to stick with, with what the original intent was behind the game if you're calling it a remaster. Agreed. Uh, agreed. 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 So I think this time we 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 side with John, aka Crazy Jerry Mouse, and Crazy I'm pretty sure this time we're all on the same page. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> four for four. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much, uh, John, for sending in that question, and thank you very much for uh, actually listening enough to email us a second time. We appreciate it. So our last email comes in from T. Uh, who is isn't from anywhere? He didn't say where he was from. T, T or she, Thomas, uh, just being T. Thomas, Talia could be Trent. Tammy, Tatiana, could be Timmy, Tatiana. Tatiana. Could, Let's go, Tatiana. Could, I love that name. It I know could be a, Tom Tuttle from Tacoma. I know, I, I know, a, I know a Tatiana, <laughs> and she's she's one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. So I'm just gonna go with Tatiana from Tatiana. <laughs> okay. Well, this one comes in from Tatiana then. <laughs> <laughs> My God, that's a hard act okay. to follow, Trav. We're falling <laughs> off the rails here. As per normal. Okay. Yeah. Hello, long-time listener, first-time caller. Just had a couple questions. Do you guys eat while you game? If so, how do you keep your controllers clean? One time I was eating a bag of chips while gaming, and my controller was just covered in oil by the time I was done. If you had to choose, what's your gaming snack of choice? <laughs> Okay, so no. so I want to encourage T slash Tatiana to email again, but I'm going to point out that this isn't necessarily the nuanced questions that you were referring to. It's hey, this one's a little more lighthearted, okay? It's, and I appreciate right. it. Um, I'm not much of an eater while I game. No. I, not, I'm the nothing first drives pour, me. I'm, I'm the first to pour myself a beer, but it doesn't get my hands mucky. But I just find like, you know, like having to pause the game to like, you know, throw Doritos down my throat. Eh, it's just, yeah, no, it doesn't work. I, I, I love I love my daughter to death. But when her and her buddy get on the Xbox and they eat chips, like they eat Pringles while they're playing. And then like a day or two later, I'll jump on and I'll grab the controller and it'll just be a greasy, like grimy you know, mucky mess. <laughs> it drives me crazy. And I'm like, ah, son of a bitch. I'm like, I make, she ate chips. I make just... Skyler wash his hands before he touches the controller. Ah, oh, it drives me crazy. So I, I get myself like a little wipe, a wet wipe. I'm wiping it down. And ah, oh, it just drives <laughs> me nuts. I can't stand a greasy joystick. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> You've been working on that. You read the email and you're like, all right, I got something for this one. <laughs> I knew it was going to be something like that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it just, it doesn't, it, I can't, it's not about anything other than like, it, you mean I maybe, you know, have paper towels or something. I just, I can't, 
I can't eat in game. It just doesn't. It doesn't work for me. No, nah, me neither. I can't you hear, stand it. Did you hear though? I this is a little like off, a little bit off to the side. Um, mostly because I joked around about Doritos. Did either of you happen to see today what popped up on Twitter, or just more so? Uh, it was news from the New York Post, and that Doritos is making a brand. Or, or they were they're they're looking at making a brand of potato chip or Doritos chips for ladies only. That don't <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That don't that don't crunch when you eat them because because ladies don't like to be loud and crunch while they're eating, and they don't like to lick their fingers like we like us dirty Whoa. men do. I was, are the, are I these chips were, like? I don't are think they, they wet? The same ladies I do. Well, you know, like literally, like. The only thing I could think of in my head, I'm like, how fucking tone deaf are you in this, in this current climate right now? You're trying to fucking gender stereotype fucking nacho chips? Really? That, really? That that has to be a joke it's or not. like some kind of... It has to be. It's not. They had fucking market research from the Pepsi company who owns Doritos about how women don't like to lick their fingers in public. You know, like if I have a fu- bunch of fucking Cheeto dust on my fingers, I'm not letting that go to waste. I would assume, <laughs> I'm going to assume that, that my wife is the same way. She'd be like, I'm going to lick my fingers. It's like, it's like they're going into it with this, with this thought of like, you know, like, like this old, old, old stereotype type thought of like, well, women don't fart or burp or like crunchy potato chips or lick their fingers in public. I'm like, man, apparently whoever it is that's doing this marketing has not spent even one minute with a woman like my wife in the room. You know what I mean? So, like a normal human being. No, I'm not even. It's not even meant to be an insult. It's just like a normal human being. You know what I mean? Like who likes soggy potato chips? <laughs> yeah, then, really. No, I, I was just laughing. I'm just like, you know, I literally I responded to this thing to like over Twitter to Doritos directly, and I'm like, crunch free chips for everybody. <laughs> free the gender stereotype <laughs> of of crunchy Doritos chips. We all want to be quiet when we eat our Doritos. Like, what a stupid thing. Maybe this is just some kind of like clever marketing campaign just to get like guys like us talking about Doritos. Like I can't possibly see like some kind of soggy chip coming out (laughs) that doesn't crunch. It just seems like the most tone deaf marketing scheme you've ever come across in your entire life. Oh boy. uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's the world we live in, gentlemen. It's the world we live in. So, I mean, if T really is a Tatiana, maybe they could email us back and tell us what they think about their crunch-free Doritos. And on that positive note, I believe <laughs> we've come to the end of episode five of Press X. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we've, we've overstayed our welcome. <laughs> in our own homes, we've overstayed our welcome. Uh, <laughs> the life of a podcaster. But hey, we're back next week as per normal. We will every Wednesday until Great. there are no more Wednesdays. Good God. It's a lot of Wednesdays. But hey, everybody, keep on sending in those emails. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Sharing is so important. We're seeing we're, we're seeing some upticks, everybody. We're, we, we, we cannot stress enough how much we appreciate that you guys are taking time out of your out of your weeks, whether you're driving to work or however it is that it works for you. But you guys are listening. You're enjoying what we're having to say. We'd love to get some feedback. You know, tell us what we're doing, doing well. Uh, you know, tell us maybe what, you know, maybe we can improve on. But keep sending those questions. It's awesome. And we really, really, really appreciate it. 
Yes, please do, please do. Yep, you said it, Sean. I did. So, on that, we're going to get out of here, and we'll see you right back here next Wednesday for Press X the Podcast. See you later, everybody. Adios. Later, Gator. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.